Mic check. So, how's everybody's last two weeks been? Mine have been existent, I guess. I think that's a way to say it. Um, stuff has been like kind of quiet recently in a weird way. I'm kind of surprised because stuff is happening. But this year itself has kind of been quiet. We're we're quickly approaching the midway point of the year, and these months have just come and gone. I feel like there hasn't been many big releases so far. I feel like there hasn't been many big events so far, which events are starting to trickle in just because of, you know, yes, COVID is still a thing. There is still a pandemic going on. And yet, it almost feels like it's starting to be managed. Um, but we know that there's stuff coming up. Astronomicon just happened, you know, last month. We have Camp Zool happening in three weeks. And we have the Gathering of the Juggalos two months after that. It's crazy to think about that. Um, time is just moving very, very fast. But before then, I have a handful of things to discuss. Some music that I received recently. I don't really know of anything that's that I haven't already mentioned in the past that hasn't already been, like, announced. Um, and some other uh, interesting things. So, first off, let's talk about some music. Um, Hex had Demon Season release. And, holy shit, I like a Chapter 17 artist. That's cool. <laughs> I, uh, I really really enjoyed that damn album. Um I was I was pleasantly surprised. Like the first track that was played, you know, but before it released, I was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in this. Um is it going to be any good? And hell I thought it was awesome. I thought that record was fucking great. It felt like some higher energy West Coast stuff. And it gave me a Ouija Mac verse that I really enjoyed and didn't sound like a stereotypical Ouija Mac verse. Now I assume that Hex will be at the gathering. If so... I'll check out the set. I really will. I liked it. I thought the album was good. Ten tracks. One of them was an interlude. Um, but it, it moved quick. Like, there was no... Nothing felt like it was too long. And, um... I'm pleasantly surprised with that, and I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. Because... I will get more play out of that album. 
um, I think it was like the second track, second or third track stood out a lot. Um, it was fucking dope. Um, what the fuck was it called? I don't have it right next to me, so I can't say. I'm sorry. Um, oh, it was track three, Big Time, with uh, Baldacci. That track was fucking great. Um, the entire thing, like, the only the only track that, like, kind of, like, bummed me out a little bit was the final track, just because it was kind of slow-paced, but the rest of it was higher energy, so I get it. It had to happen. I just maybe would have changed the placement of that track. So, um, Hex's album, dope. I liked it a lot. It's pretty fucking great. And then, uh, actually, it was just a, a couple days ago, I got uh, these in, and I don't remember when that, well, the one released last week. The other, I can't quite remember when it released. I don't think it was the same week, but I just got the newest Bowling for Soup album. Um, Pop Drunk... Pop drunk snot bread. That sounds right. Pop drunk snot bread. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> and funny enough, I don't own any other Bowling for Soup albums, with the exception of a Greatest Hits album, and it's a Greatest Hits album that only goes up to 2004 and is re-recorded songs. So I don't have any like original. Bowling for Soup material, except for this album. I, I I like some some good old pop punk. I do. And guess what? This sounds exactly like something that you would have heard nearly 20 years ago. It's, it's insane how it sounds new. Like, the, the music itself sounds wonderful and, and, you know, fresh. And yet, I I could have heard it, you know, the same year that 1985 came out. I loved it. I think it's a great album. I think it's very fun. Um, some of it is a bit repetitive. Um, there's definitely, I think there's like two or three songs that sound like they are love songs specifically toward like Jet Reddick's wife, which is not a problem at all. I have no issue with that. I was just kind of surprised that there was more than one of those. But it's a fun album. Um, it ha I was very, very happy that it had the track Alexa Bliss, which came out... God, was that last year? It was that last year or in 2020. Um, but it's a song dedicated to Alexa Bliss from WWE. Um, that's a great song. Um, Getting Old Sucks, But Everybody's Doing It is a great track. Uh, I Want to Be Brad Pitt is awesome. Um, and Killing With Kindness is, is one that I really, really enjoyed too. So I would say check those ones out if you're interested. The other one that I got in, I was admittedly far more excited for, um, not to say that I didn't like Bowling for Soup, I really did enjoy it, um, was the new Three Days Grace album, uh, Explosions. Um, I think I've said this before, but I have been a big Three Days Grace fan probably since... I was in college at the time, so I'd say probably around like 2010 is when I really started listening to them. So a little bit later than than most, but like I had kind of listened to some of their earlier stuff, like the stuff from One X, 
um, because a couple of the tracks were on a WWE game. I think it was SmackDown versus Raw 07? 07 or 08, I can't remember. But the songs uh, Riot and Animal I Become were on there. So I've been a fan of them pretty much ever since that, and then I saw them in concert after their third album, and I've been hooked. So this was their seventh album, their third with um, the current lead singer, and I'm not disappointed. They are still my favorite rock band. It's it's a tie between them and Breaking Benjamin at this point. Theory of a Dead Man used to be tied as well until the sixth album. I didn't even listen, listen to the last one because the sixth one disappointed me so much. Um, but Explosions is solid. However, I am starting to notice that there is different songwriting between Matt, the current lead singer, and Adam, the former lead singer. Um, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it does feel different. Um, with the albums, uh, Human and, um... Oh my goodness, what was the name of the last uh, album? Oh, uh, Outsider. Um, they still felt like Three Days Grace albums just vocally with a different singer. But this one really does feel like, okay, I don't think that I could have heard Adam Gontier writing this. And that's not a bad thing, but it is just something that I'm finally noticing after... Adam left the band nine years ago. So it's, it's, it's crazy that it took like that long. And it's not to say that they didn't, you know, that none of the stuff sounds like he would have done in the past. Matt actually wrote one of the songs on the very first Three Days Grace album. Um, but it is, uh, it is kind of interesting. Uh, the first single, um, so-called life is great. um, I liked I, I liked every track. I'm just trying to think of like the ones that immediately stand out. But that one and Neurotic, which fe- features uh, Lucas Rossi, and I had to look this up because um, I'd never heard of Lucas Rossi before. But he apparently did like his own thing and was on this show to be in like a a super group or something. He did stuff with like Tommy Lee. It was like I I can't quite remember what it was, but this dude is super talented. Apparently, he came out with a cover of Hello by Adele, um, I think it was 2015, that was a super big deal. But what's interesting about this song, uh, the song Neurotic, is it's actually a cover of a song that Lucas Rossi and the drummer of Three Days Grace did like six years ago. And I just find it very interesting that they didn't incorporate it now because... Three Days Grace has had another album in between the release of that song and this album. Um, but I went on there to listen to the original version, and it does sound very similar to what the Three Days Grace version is. Uh, Three Days Grace version is a bit heavier on the rock aspect, and obviously um, uh, Mr. Mr. Rossi, um, he does, I think, one of the choruses, but he doesn't do the entire song. He, he is on the... Um, He's on the second verse. Um, but yeah, I was I was very just surprised to, to look into that and, and find out that this track, because um, I just wanted to find out more about the guy and see if there was anything like 
who's he the lead singer of? Should I check out this band? It's like, oh, nope, he does his own thing. And also the song is not original. Um, Also, the the band was called Rockstar Supernova, um, which I've never heard of that before in my life. I guess it was the thing in 2006. Um, Who was in this band? Okay, drummer Tommy Lee, bassist Jason Newstead, guitarist Gilby Clark, and singer Lucas Rossi. So... Yeah, apparently this was a uh, a TV show to find a lead singer for this band, and this guy won. So, anyways, super, super cool. So, I'm very happy that I got those albums. Um, like I said, Bowling for Soup was honestly a joy, because I figured I would like it, but I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. Um, and Three is Grace... It will really take a lot for them to to disappoint me. Please, please don't let that happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the music that I've gotten recently. I did mention on the last episode, though, that about the Whitney Payton album being delayed and she was going to send a track that wasn't going to be on the final album. I literally just got the email today with that track, and I haven't listened to it yet. So I wish I could give my my opinion on it, but I can't. Um, I am a little bit bummed. It is an MP3. They didn't allow it to be given in waveform, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, but uh, but I, I might give my thoughts on that. Maybe I'll tweet about it. I don't know. Um, something else that I just noticed earlier today, though. I don't even know why, like how I looked it up, but I was randomly thinking of some tracks that were remixes that weren't put out like on full albums. The first thing I thought of was um, if anybody ever listened to Yellow Wolf's album Radioactive, there's a song on there. It was one of the singles called Hard White uh, Up in the Club, which was him and it had Yellow Wolf on it. Or sorry, it's Yellow Wolf, of course, this fucking song. Him and uh, Lil Jon was on it. There's a remix of it that had T.I. and Slaughterhouse. Now, I remember this being a thing because this was back... It was, at one point, I don't know if it still is, but it was a Spotify exclusive. It was only available on there. And for those that don't remember, you used to be able to buy music on Spotify. You could actually buy tracks on there. And I never did. And now, like, I don't know how to listen to this version of the song. And it got me thinking of some other tracks. It got me thinking of, um, there was a song, uh, the song LAF from Ritz's second album that has um there's a remix of it with uh shit it's a uh, yellow wolf Royce the 59 and i believe crooked eye and i remember whenever that was like immediately available like it wasn't something that you could buy but they had it as like a free download at the time or something like that um i think strange music on their blog had it um I remember that Recognize from Mayday had remixes or, or like freestyle verses, quote quote unquote freestyle verses for like the Chris Brown track, Look at Me Now, for uh, Worldwide Choppers. And I was looking at those earlier and you couldn't find, they like the links for those are dead. You can't get them anymore, which is such a bummer because I don't know if back then I was able to get them in a format other than MP3. And I would have liked to have had a lossless version. I've been going nuts with the lossless stuff recently. I've been 
going on to this one site now. If I, if I want to get a song that is not available on a physical album or something like that, um, just digital exclusive, there's a, there's a website called, uh, I'm assuming it's called Kobuz. It's Q-O-B-U-Z. And it is a legal site. You can purchase tracks on there and you can purchase them in lossless quality. You can even get like high res files, which is really cool. Um, I grabbed, no joke, a bunch of Three Days Grace tracks that were exclusive to, you know, iTunes and stuff like that. It was really, really interesting. It's 100% legit, but you do have to pay for it. So I, I seriously grabbed like 13 tracks or some shit like that. Like a couple EPs and stuff that didn't make full albums or acoustic versions and shit like that. Very interesting. But just trying to find like some of those random like remixes and stuff like that that it, you just can't get them now. It's weird. But um, I remembered that there was a track from Recognize's uh, War Within album, his, his first album on Strange, called Freaks, and it had Tech 9 on it. And then there was a remix that had Ritz. I remember that. And I remember when it came out and you were able to download it for free and it came, like, it had its own, um, like, cover art and everything. I got linked to Recognize's Bandcamp. And I didn't even realize that that was a thing, that he had one. Or maybe I did in the past and never, like, really thought about it. But apparently there were two other tracks that were remixed on there. So he had a separate thing called the War Within Remixes. It was just three three tracks. And you could download it for free. You didn't – there wasn't even thing like to name your price. You just download it. So I got freaking wave files of these three songs. And I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. Like, it's great that Bandcamp can be a tool to get high-quality music out to people, especially like – because Bandcamp typically typically seems to be a way to get, you know, good fan support. And they, from what I gather, get a higher percentage of, you know, the, the sales from it. So just giving that up for free is awesome. Like, that's so cool. Plus, they have merch on there, too. And that's actually where I wanted to order, if you guys heard our last uh, Patreon episode, where we covered that song by uh, Clipping. Um, those their music is on Bandcamp, including those albums, and I could order the albums on Amazon if I wanted to, but I'm very tempted to order them on Bandcamp just because I know they'll get a larger cut of, you know, the profits for it. So that's something that I might end up doing in the future. I'm not too sure. Um, I actually have an idea. I have only told a couple people this. And I haven't gotten around to doing it, which is sad because I really should do it. Um, I have an idea for a parody song that I would love to make, and I think I could actually do it. The problem is it is not something that is a rap track. It would actually be me singing. And the biggest issue is I would need help creating the actual music track which requires a band so unless i can find a way to make it on some kind of online program um it will probably not go well like i could probably find an instrumental but that won't look good on me but if i can do that and make it i legit might have a band camp and just put that up and see if people want it because guess what parody is protected and i can make the money off of it <laughs> I'm not telling y'all what the idea is because I don't want anybody to take my idea 
and then they make the money and they become rich and famous and everything and I'm just here. So when I have it done, I'll I'll throw it out into the world. I'm going to make it happen. I just don't know when. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. So the one last thing that is of note and is a very, very fucking big deal. And if you pay attention to social media, this is not going to be news to you, but maybe, maybe you're one of the few who just decided to creep out from under the rock just to listen to this. I'm sure that people have heard, you had to have heard, how could you have not heard? Um, of the festival that takes place in uh, in Virginia called Blue Ridge Rock Fest. It's a big festival. It's been going on for a number of years now. They always get a lot of fucking music groups, like big fucking names, okay? And uh, apparently this week they've just been going and, and starting to announce more and more people. They're still not done announcing everything, but it's a four-day-long festival. It takes place at uh, the second week in September, so September 8th through the 11th. Um, I don't quite remember where it is, unfortunately, and I don't think I'm going to be able to go, but there's a lot of bands that I would love to fucking see. Like, no joke, I would be down to see a lot of these bands. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to see Crazy Town? Who doesn't want to see Three Doors Down? Okay, but, like, real talk, I I would totally see them. Like... What else? Motionless and White's going to be there. That'd be dope. Tenacious D's going to be there. Bad Wolves, now that it doesn't have the first guy. I haven't listened to them at all, so I don't know if if they're any good anymore. Skillet, despite the fact that the lead singer has some opinions that I don't agree with. Anyways, there's a bunch of fucking bands that are going to be there. And, like, big fucking names. Like, lots of people that are... Do- oh, shit, Nonpoint. I didn't even realize that at first. I want to see Nonpoint. So it was, I think, on Wednesday uh, that Twisted was announced for this. And honestly, not really surprised. Like, with how big they are starting to get within the whole, like, alternative scene, like, in a weird way, um, this shouldn't be a surprise for people. So, you know, we saw how big unlikely prescription was and and the the notoriety that it got on a lot of rock channels but but that's not all because announced just a few short days later i believe this was on friday icp got announced for this so Let's let's just not let's just not do the speculation bullshit, okay? This is not gonna end the beef. For all we know, they're gonna play on different days. And more than likely, they're not even gonna be around each other. They're not even gonna see each other. They're not even gonna be within spitting distance of each other. The beef's not gonna end just because they're both playing this event. Like, dear lord, would it be cool? I I mean I wouldn't I, I'm not kidding I would it would be sick like I could cross my toes and fingers on this I mean shit it's the month before or it's, sorry it's the month after the gathering like 
could we hold hope that maybe something will happen and then Twisted will play The Gathering and everything will be cool and then they'll both play this show and, and whatnot? It's not going to happen. But what I will say is the fact that looking on social media and there's all the people. Funny enough, there are some people who are who are decrying ICP for doing this and we're getting the whole like insane clown posse might show up. Which I had to laugh at whenever I saw somebody first say that. But it's a lot of fuck twisteds, which it's been almost 10 years at this point. They're not going to shut the fuck up. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't need to defend these artists because they, they don't need it. But I am tired of hearing it. It's fucking old, tired, and childish. Like, just fucking stop the fact is there's even people who are not even fans of ICP who are actually kind of interested in this because it is exposing them to something potentially different that they wouldn't have seen otherwise there's a lot of people who aren't going to go to an ICP show if it just comes to their town but hey we're going to this festival and you know hey maybe this is going to be worthwhile Maybe they're going to look up the fucking video of the 99 Woodstock and then see, holy shit, people were actually going nuts at this. Maybe I should check this out. Where's the harm in that? There's none. Whatsoever. This is where we have the issues of Juggalos trying to gatekeep and then, you know, be all pissy <laughs> of, like, trying to hold back, you know, no, you, you don't know the Juggalo way. You don't know ICP. This is for me. Shut the fuck up. These people are going to have fun at this concert. And if they don't go and see ICP, they don't go and see ICP. The people who want to see ICP will go. And guess what? That's also the same case for Twisted. We understand that Twisted, their sound has been changing. If they want to go in this direction with more rock, which we know we're going to get because the album produced by Zeus is nearly done, or it is done, and they just haven't announced when it's dropping yet. The fact is, I thought Unlikely Prescription was a goddamn masterpiece. So I'm all for more of this. I understand it's not for everybody. But are you going to blame them for performing at this event? The fact that there are people who were like, oh, of course Twista would play this, and then two days later ICP gets announced, makes y'all look fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. I wish I could go, but going to Camp Zool, going to Got J, it's it's not viable for me. It's it would be way way too much, so I can't do it. Camp happened because I was thinking that Got J wasn't going to happen, and now Got J is happening, and I'm like, well, fuck, I'm doing these things. That's that's my I've hit my limit, especially because. These, in a weird way, are like vacation, even though I'm not going to be relaxing. I'm going to be fucking going to all this shit a lot. <laughs> um, these are my first vacations, basically, in seven years. Like six or seven years, and that's insane to me. So I need this shit. Because <laughs> life has been kicking my fucking ass. <laughs> so I need these. And I'm going to make the most of them. I'm going to make some memories. 
I'm going to be with some awesome people. I'm going to spend money that I shouldn't. <laughs> and it's going to be a fucking blast. I was debating on whether or not I was going to say this at the end, and I feel like I'm just going to, because fuck it, you know what we're about. Um, I just want to express um, condolences and sympathies to friends and family of the victims of the shooting in Buffalo that took place on Saturday, where uh, at the time of recording, uh, 10 people have lost their lives um, with a number more injured uh, due to a person who, who is a self-proclaimed uh, white supremacist. Um, I'm not here to pedal bullshit your way. I'm not here to try and push some kind of agenda. I'm here to say that this shit is getting fucking old. I'm getting very tired of going on Twitter, checking what's in the news, and it all being bad. It's getting tiring. So I just want... Just want y'all to think about that. That's all. All right. As always, thank you very much for checking out Juggalo Judgment and Mike Check. It's always a joy whenever I take some time and look at the numbers and see that there's more than one. More than zero, honestly. Um, I'm very excited because uh, when this comes out, we'll be in the process of recording our newest episode where we are back on the regular timeline, and you will not hear that for at least a couple weeks. <laughs> I think we have three episodes in the pocket right now, um, which is very convenient, but also like, holy shit, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but I am excited to get back into the regular timeline. Um, we're getting back to the point of Mike is literally buying everything as it's coming out or within like weeks of it coming out, so he knows everything surrounding it. Um, so it's going to be fun. I can't wait for more of this. There's going to be more details of um, some cool shit happening um, within the coming weeks and months. Stuff that I cannot go into detail about just yet, but that's okay because it'll just make it all the cooler when it gets closer to it. As always, uh, hit us up. Juggle of Judgment everywhere you can find us. Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. If you want to send us an email, judgment at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us monetarily, please, please, please hit us up on patreon.com slash judgment. Um, remember, we do have a YouTube page that is up. Unfortunately, there's only 10 episodes because I've been lazy as fuck at getting the uh, info for the multitude of episodes that Shmeev has already gotten ready. <laughs> um... But uh, remember, we will be putting all of the back episodes up, and then once we're caught up, we will be putting out uh, episodes as they release up on there, which will be super fun uh, for anybody who just doesn't listen to the podcast, you know, on regular podcast forums. We've had people tell us in the past, like, hey, why aren't you putting it on YouTube? And it's because 
we didn't think we could, and now we can, and now we're doing it. Uh, there's no video with them. I'm sorry, we don't have the software to you know record the video with that, um, especially because of how Shmeev does the editing. So unfortunately, you're just going to get a picture that just has the name Juggalo Judgment on it. This is what you got to deal with. Um, but that's all I got, everybody's. Um, everybody's? M pl plural everybody. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm tired. It's warm, and I'm going to hop off here to go and take an ice bath or something. Probably not. I don't have ice. Hmm. Well, that's it. So stay safe. Much love to y'all. Peace out.